Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? And welcome to another episode of Pat's Chat. It is myself, Matt, and I am joined with Jake today. We are going to go over the sad loss of to the Miami Dolphins, and we're out of the playoff contention for the first time in 11 years. So to join me in the sadness, I will bring in Jake here. How's it going, man? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just going at the stage is it yeah it was it five stages of grief um <laughs> uh, to be fair i think i hit acceptance a little while ago anyway so it's it's not like, uh it's not like this wasn't on the cards and it's not like it wasn't something that we um haven't discussed been open to the opportunity uh open to the possibility of it happening so um it is it is what it is. Um, as I've said a few times, I'm looking forward to the reload and the sort of um, strengthening of the of the squad because I think there's a fair few holes in it. But yeah, I mean, fair play to the to the Bills. Um, I don't know if you could get more 2020 than the Bills winning the AFC East if if you tried. Um, but look. I'm, I'm big enough uh, and realistic enough to say that they, out of the four teams in in our division, they deserve to be the uh, the champions by by a, a long shot. They've played really well. Um, they played pretty consistently going, you know, uh, what week we are now fourteen going into fifteen. Um, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, we've, we've had so many years of unprecedented success. It was never going to last forever. So, yeah, luckily I've gone through this before with Manchester United. So, it's, yeah, maybe you need to pick teams better, or maybe that just says something about me and the teams I pick. But, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I think it's, what are we, 15 and 16? Right? I always get confused yeah. with the bye weeks as well. Um, but, yeah, no, you're right enough. I was going to say pretty much the same thing was. You know, the Bills have been on top the whole year, deserve to win the division as much as, like, you know, they're, it's a divisional rival and whatever, and it's shit that we're not atop the AFC East anymore, but it's still, you know, they've been there the whole way. They are one of the teams I can see that hopefully can knock the Chiefs off the off their perch a bit um, if we get into if the... Once we get into the playoffs and stuff in January. Um but yeah, I mean, I had them winning the division anyway. I thought it would be a lot closer than it actually is. I didn't expect Miami to do as well as they have done. I expected them to be where we are at the moment and us to be where they are pretty much um, like for likes. I thought would, with especially because we brought in Cam, I thought would be a 10-win team and possibly make the playoffs. Maybe not, depending on how the other teams went but I, d- I certainly didn't expect us to be sitting at six and eight 
resign to third in the division and almost based on the Jets being so bad. Not that we've been that great at times either. But yeah, it's, it is what it is. You know, we've, we've got to get on with it. There, there's two things I just want to get in first bef- before we move on. Uh, I'm setting my stall out early on this one. Is one, well, based on the game yesterday, I thought it was actually a really good game. If you actually sat back and watched it as a neutral, I would say uh, it's a really good game. I was texting a friend of mine that's a Dolphins fan back and forth the whole game, and he agreed with me. You know, it didn't have to be, I think it was, what, the Houston Colts one? Um, or the the Bucks and Falcons, they had a bit of a shootout in a, a high-scoring game. Football games don't have to be like that. And mm. you know the back and forth that we were ahead, they were ahead. They, you know, we were ahead, they were ahead, and stayed ahead, etc. Um, and only what was it? Uh, was that thirty-four points in total scored? Doesn't mean it wasn't a bad game. I thought it was a pretty good game, uh, all in all. And the other thing I wanted to get out of the way first is Cam Newton. I think he comes back next year. I've, I see a lot of people now saying, let's get Stidham in, let's see what he can do. I agree to a certain extent, but then I actually thought about it and thought, well, no, because we've got two divisional games left against the Bills and the Jets, and we don't want to be stranded even more in third place than we actually are just now. I'd like to see strong showings against both teams and hopefully win out the last two games. Um. And to do that, I think we need Cam under centre. I don't think Stidham can get us there um, over the last two games. He maybe could have, if he'd give, been given more game time earlier in the year, but at this stage now, you know, I think Bill will choose Cam because I think he's, his feet are firmly in, in the quicksand and you can't go anywhere else. But I think it will be the right decision overall. So getting Cam in and, and sticking with him for the last two games is where I'm at now. Because I do also think that come next year, give him an off-season with OTAs, mini-camps, etc. Give him a proper pre-season, give him proper pre-season games, whether that's two or three or four, whatever they, they decide on, with the potential of that 17th week um, game coming in maybe next year, whatever it is. Give him all the reps under the sun uh, give him a playbook that is actually designed for him and not for Brady. And I think we see a totally different quarterback. And I think, judging by his Instagram today, he's probably thinking along the same lines. So, yeah, I just wanted to get those two in and then do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my podcast now, yeah? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. I saw you uh, lighting someone up on, on Facebook earlier, um, to my amusement, because I saw the um like the topic title and immediately assumed you were also sticking the knife in um to n- not not as badly as the as the uh the poster or the author i just figured you were you were sort of finished with with the cam experiment um being that you weren't necessarily his his biggest fan um you know when we signed him and, and etc that's that, and that's not to say you know you're 
not a believer or etc it's just i just assumed you would kind of gone yeah you know what let's put let's put stidham in now and give the kid a, a shot um yeah no i agree with you I, I i think if if stidham had i don't know several more gears or you know had something in there that would make the patriots optimistic i think he'd already been on been under center end of like i i I don't think the, the chapter is closed on him and I don't think this isn't me writing him off now and saying, well, you know, he's always going to be a backup now moving forward. This is this is the ceiling for Stidham. Um, I just think it would be really stupid. I, I think we said this last time um, we talked. My opinion is, is pretty simple. Um, keep Cam because who else are we going to get um, outside of drafting someone? Um, and then repeating this for another year where you've got to have someone acclimatized to being a quarterback for the New England Patriots, the team adapting to, you know, the new quarter, et cetera, et cetera. You, you may as well stick with what we've got with an eye to the future going forward. But I don't think we've seen the best of Cam yet. Um, and I don't think the team is built for his strengths and, and we haven't been playing to his strengths either. Um you know, we've been using him almost like a running back to an extent in, in certain situations. Uh, is it just because we haven't got anyone else to kind of um, be be the threat that he, he can be? And I don't think you can play football in the NFL in 2020, 2021 like that. Um, you know, it's, it's not Michael Vick levels of, of throwing and weapons etc so I, I think um, yeah I'm with you I, I think give him another year and just give him some some weapons because then it means that we've got no more excuses for him we can't turn mm. around and go oh he's got no one to throw to oh there's no there's no receivers oh there's no give him some weapons and if he's still you know carrying on and you know maybe it's injuries maybe it's getting used to a new organization after so many years in carolina and maybe it's the organization getting used to him after so many years of tom brady it's not an easy fix and i think people are too you know this isn't the nba where um you know it's we've 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 traded for LeBron and now we're going to start you know using that star power to pull people in it's there's a lot more players there's a lot more cogs in that machine there's a lot more elements so I just think it's, it's going to be patience and that's something that maybe Patriot Nation isn't used to to an extent you know we, we're kind of used to knowing that we're going to be in the playoffs knowing that we're going to be in the mix for a, for a Super Bowl appearance probably and you know we've been spoiled and it's kind of like, all right, this we've we've landed back to earth quite harshly this year, quite abruptly. And uh, I think it's a case of um, just realigning and and sort of working out where where to go from from where we are. Yeah, it's. I mean, I flipped back and forth quite a few times, and regular listeners all all know that that the whole cam thing and do we get Stidham in and whatever because I've always been a big supporter of Stidham from last season going into this but always with the caveat that they see him more than I do and if they saw enough in him he would be in I mean look at the situation in Philadelphia they see Wentz and they see Jalen Hurts every day and it's at some point they've gone actually no we've a We've got more here in Hearts than we do in Wentz. Uh, 
And so we're going to throw the kid in and see how he does. And he's done extremely well the last two weeks. And I saw a thing earlier that I think he's going He's going to be in. Um, Hertz is going to be their starter next weekend as well. And so if we were in the same position with Cam and Stidham, then they go, well, you know, we've seen enough from Cam that he's that, you know, he's not been the great at times and it, other times he's been all right. But it seems he's whatever he's done, whether how bad he's played, he's been better than what Jarrett has. And so otherwise they would have had him in. So now I'm at a stage and just not gleaming opinions from a, from someone else because I I really don't believe in that at all. You know, you can kind of take points of view and make of what you will, but I just, I've just came to that conclusion now that he is, he's the man. And unless they go out and pay money for Prescott or someone next year, which I don't think they do, I think they'll try their best to get him back on a team friendly deal. And again, if you give both Cam Newton and Jarrett Stidham the whole off-season, the whole OTAs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I think you still come back to the same conclusion um, these days and at that time, and it'll be that Cam Newton is the better quarterback than Stidham. Cam Newton yeah. isn't without his faults. Granted, I mean, there was even one, of the, one, one or two of his sacks yesterday that I thought, oh, here we go again. This is just, it's seems to be a trait of his and myself and Tanya spoke about it that he just doesn't feel pressure and I don't know why that is he just and I don't know if I would if I want him to be like that or if I want it to be the complete opposite where you've got someone like Sam Darnold who's like oh I'm seeing ghosts and you know <laughs> he's trying to throw the ball away and try to run out of the pocket quicker than he needs to because he thought the pressure was there it's a weird one but he definitely isn't feeling it and there was two, and he's definitely holding on the ball too long. And I don't know if that is because of what we're then seeing in the receiving core or not, or there's something else that it's just a fundamental, I think, possibly of him as a quarterback. It's one of his flaws. But if then you develop the playbook accordingly to take away that flaw and one of his strengths, strengthen it even more, then you see a different Cam Newton altogether, you see a different offence, and it's just come to a point now that I wonder if they, like the whole thing is sort of interjected and at the core of each other, as in we had a defence that going into this year, everyone was pleased with, was going to do well, and it just hasn't for whatever reason. But same with the offensive line. I just wonder if the whole thing has been a knock-on effect of, of COVID in general, that I know we keep coming back to this because it is 2020 and it is the way that COVID's been, but I wonder if there's just certain stress and anxieties that we're, we just don't know the ins and outs of that has then caused the whole thing almost to implode in itself. And if you take all the same personnel into next year with a draft of getting someone decent at 
receiver or maybe take another tight end because they're not happy with Asi Asi and Dalton Keane the way they've been and have Cam Newton there we have a completely the same but different Patriots it's just it comes back to what you said a couple of weeks ago Jake that you know this off season is going to be so crucial but so exciting at the same time yeah definitely I think you're absolutely right because you just don't know how disruptive COVID and everything around it has been continues to be um, especially when you know you look at an organization like the Patriots who have been doing things the exact same way for however many years and this is a um, an element that has never happened before you know you can have days where it snows really really hard and you know maybe someone misses a training session because they were snowed in or couldn't physically be there or someone's ill or someone has a bereavement etc etc but for there to be a pandemic on and you know all of those logistical issues etc etc um you we don't know we're, we're not in the building we don't know um you know i, I can speak from from a from a sport perspective in that i know that it's extremely disruptive and continues to be very disruptive within you know um formula one etc we've managed to kind of get a, a full program out but i can't imagine the logistical nightmare that it's been for the teams involved and likewise for the teams involved in, in the nfl um yeah, I, I think um, I think you've got to look at what is the potential upside that we've got here. Jared is a complete unknown. You know, we've never had a, a an MVP season out of him. We've never sort of seen him, you know, singing balls left, right, and centre. You know, it's it, we've never really seen it for what you know all a, a variety of different reasons. Whereas you know, right now, um, uh, the time that we're recording this, that Cam has had an MVP season. Cam has been at various phases the face of the NFL or one of the face of the NFL. He's been, you know, the franchise the cornerstone the anchor of of you know the carolina panthers and that's the upside and if you can get even you know like 80 percent of that 75 percent of that hell i'd even take 60 percent of that probably of that cam that we've seen in the past and have him under center for the patriots you take that because it's a pretty exciting prospect so yeah you know going back to my point i think you we've just got to be patient and, and sort of trust that that process and you know building a team because I, I think even if Brady had come back for another year, <laughs> I don't. I think it would be a slightly different story. I don't think we'd have the record that we have now. But you know, we wouldn't be. I don't think personally. I don't think we'd be sitting here now like yeah, yeah. You know, Super Bowl run. Here we go. This is a very depleted team that that needs some some patching up. Yeah, it's it's a weird one because we we obviously we keep coming back to it because it, it was what it has been for the last twenty years and um, the whole Brady thing and I think we would have been better than what we are now, but not hugely. That as you say, would be expecting another Super Bowl run or something like that. It's just. Uh, I think more because, again, it just comes back to the whole um, OTAs, mini-camp, pre-season, etc. Yeah. With someone like Brady, I mean, you would have had that consistency and just that 
sort of different level and maybe as much as Cam Newton that the persona of oh he's a leader, he's a captain or whatever, is maybe just not rubbing off quite as much as they'd hope it hoped it maybe would or something. I'm not entirely sure, but I don't think we'd be in a much better off position with Brady than we would with Cam at all. We maybe slightly hmm. um and again, we just, if you look back on the season, you look at a couple of ones like the Bills one we had earlier in the year. We were, he, he was running down the field for a game winning drive until the ball was knocked out of his hands. So um, there are, there has been little margin for error in places when it came to, uh, came to games against like the Seahawks, the Bills. We could have probably won out against the Chiefs as much as people keep lauding them. We could have probably won out against them if Cam had been under centre. And the, I think people are being quite quick to dismiss that 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 wasn't that many weeks ago. That oh, if we didn't have Brian Hoyer, uh, we had Cam back because when he was on, um, obviously he came down with COVID. That oh, if we had Cam, then you know we would have beat the Chiefs because we were such the better team. I don't think there's anyone else that's been saying that all year possibly the Dolphins they had, a, they had a good stab at it last week and probably should have won but ultimately it just they just weren't in the game at all it looked a bit closer than what it actually was and yeah just but the thing like if we look at yesterday in specifically the th- they have to, and this has been something, and it's not just specific to yesterday, but it's something else I wanted to bring up was that our rush defense is horrendous. Mm-hmm. And if you take away that rush, then we probably limit them to a lot less points and probably even more wins, um, more points for us. But I mean, to only put up 12 against the Dolphins is a bit of a piss take as well, really. Uh, it is just at the moment it seems for some reason if you can score 21, 22 plus points because we can't score more than 20 then you'll win but yeah that I mean they were last in league in yards per carry and then Ahmed comes in and he's their first 100 yard rusher in two years uh, and they what was it two hundred odd yards in total they managed yeah. um in in rush yards like that's mad like you you some sometimes you don't even give that up against quarterbacks and quarterbacks are the ones throwing thirty forty fifty yard bombs but uh, they were just like going through it's like a knife through hot knife through butter yesterday and the their third and fourth down conversions were just made so easy for them it was so t- teeth gritting to watch it was so annoying but it's something that I really want to see them try and figure out whether it's through the draft or if it's free agency or whatever it might be they need to sort that rush defence because it's been a problem for a couple of years now we saw it last year that likes of Gore and um, Nick Chubb were able to run for 100 plus on us that yeah if you get that fixed we've got a set we all know we've got a secondary that can keep up with the best of them and then your defence is sorted sort out the actual 
offensive side of things, which we know needs a bit of TLC as well. And then you never know. The the, the experiment and the, the free fall that's happened might just be a blip and we're back on top next year and fighting and, and the championship side of things rather than the toilet bowls, as it were, just now. <laughs> well, definitely. I mean, here's, here's the hoping. Um, yeah, anything's anything's better than what it is at the moment. I just think there's so many things that it'd be a lot easier, I think. Well, it'd be easier, but more frustrating if we were just turning around saying, oh, it's just one thing. If it was just, I don't know, the pass, pass rush or, oh, it's just Cam. Um, because then you'd, it would feel a lot more like a, a wasted year. But you know, not not to harp on about it, but it it really is just a case of you know things have been done a certain way. People have been in the building for such a long time that you'd have to be the most optimistic person ever to not think that there'd be a bit of a blip where people, you know, the organisation and the structure has to kind of adapt to a a massive shift from what it's done um, for so long. I mean, look at the Niners back when, um, you know, they've had so many, who was it? They went from uh, Montana to um, Buggy. What's his name? Who was the quarterback after, um, after Montana? It's not um, young, is it? I'm trying... Possibly pass. I'm not entirely sure, to be honest with you. I think it's Steve Young off the top of my head. Um, you know, they had its ready-made replacement in the building. So they knew, you know, this is, you know, they we, they had that, that sort of, um, it carried on. And we just don't, we have, we brought someone in. I mean, it'd be interesting um, if, because, you know, you, you sort of uh, mentioned Dak. It would be quite interesting to see if, the uh the OG comes back himself, the uh the Garuffalo. Um mm. potentially with, with all of these rumors, because that would be a hell of a of, of a of a training camp like Cam, Garoppolo, Stidham. I would watch the hell out of that. That'd be a, yeah. that that would be some hard knocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah a hell of a hard knocks true. episode. I mean we're due a hard knocks at some point. I don't know. I know there's criteria for all or nothing in hard knocks that needs to be met and over um, Bill's dead body. I think that's yeah, the criteria. Yeah, yeah, there is that stumbling block as well. I can't. I think it was. Um, oh, what's his name? Alistair, the head of NFL UK. I think he'd been on a podcast I listened to before um, that said that you know there's certain criteria that. They can't basically. If you're in the top half of the league, then you're kind of discounted for doing such a a program, and yeah. you need to be rubbish essentially. So, we need another couple of years, I think, before we can be considered for these um, programs. But uh, yeah, then then you've got Bill and um, yeah. Bill and Bob to to get past, um, to get cameras in the building that aren't official or unofficial or whatever camera gate, spy gate you want to try and dredge up as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I did actually think at one point we were winning this game. We held the Dolphins to zip for the first half. And then it just seemed, it was the third half. Uh, 
yeah, we just kind of they pulled the pulled the wool, and then the jumper started unraveling in the second half, and it fell apart completely in the fourth, and it was the annoying thing for me was that they were clearly an understrength team, the Dolphins. I mean, and especially in their um, offensive side of the. I can't get my words out. The offensive side of the ball, because I mean, the, the Parker didn't play, Jakeem Grant didn't play, Mike Gusecki didn't play, and you think, oh, brilliant, you know, doing all right here. Their top tight ends out, their top wide receivers out. Um, what's his name? Miles Gaskin was out as well. Like that whole top side of the depth chart was gone, but yet, yeah, they still managed to. I mean, Ahmed was coming on to. Had decent games in recent weeks, anyway, but they still—I didn't expect him to rush for that much on us. Although I thought it could happen, I didn't expect it, and they still had. I mean, there was players I've never even heard of. Not that I follow the Dolphins that often, but they're so far down their depth chart that you're just like, "Holy, what? Who? Who are you?" Like. And I know if people will say that about um, the Patriots' offense just now with who who we've got um, Cam throwing balls to, but yeah, I was I was a bit lost for words on who these these players were when you're looking at the likes of um, Matt Collins or whoever else. Um, who else was there? Lynn Bowden was there, but he he had a bit of a game last week, but. Um. Yeah, my Matt Collins was the one that definitely. I was just like, "Who are you? I've no like, where did you come from?" And he didn't do he didn't do much. He only caught a couple of balls for eighteen yards, but it was still more than some of our um, receivers could. That was that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think their adjustments were um, well, well. Well, clearly, clearly better. I, I'm not entirely sure what we adjusted on. It didn't necessarily feel like there was a massive shift. Um, but I, I don't know. Would you say it was the adjustments, or would you just say that it was kind of a, a mixed bag of bad play, bad play calls, and just lack of just generating anything? Really, I guess that's probably yeah. So put it that way. Mm. Yeah, we were certainly out coached yesterday. I think Bill said that in the the press conference afterwards. That it was weird. Um, that I don't know if you caught that. I was watching Red Zone and they they showed a bit of it afterwards. Like, oh, you're catch up in the day's games from earlier on. Um, so Bill comes on the screen. I'm like, how come the snood that he's wearing now looks better than the cheap Poundland mask he was wearing a couple <laughs> hours ago? Like. <laughs> I did wonder if you'd mention it again today. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Just the bug there. Not, I mean, Flores was the same. It was like Flores had just taken his Poundland mask and spray painted it black to make it look a bit cooler. Like, his was that stupid duck bill looking thing as well. I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. Your pro shop sells them at like $15 a go. Go, go and buy one. Like, Wait, what? You have to buy one. They're gonna give them to you if you went in there and went, "Hey, um, you might know me. Um, could I, I need one for 
bit when I stand on the sidelines. I mean, I don't know if you remember. Um, this is going back. Must have maybe been late nineties, early two thousands, and there's a game that I'm trying to remember. I think it was maybe Bartes or Randy Gorham was in goals for United, and they had to maybe Bosnich actually, and they had to run to the club shop because the the kit, the goalkeeper kit, the referee didn't realise that the goalkeeping kit was clashing too much with the away colours or something like that. Oh really? So they basically ran round to the the superstore or mega store, whatever it's called, and um, grabbed a kit, pressed his number on the back of it and ran out and like had the ball buyer kit man or whatever chuck it at him, go, right, get that on. That'll uh, that'll have to do you for now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we that, know that one. Yeah, I'll I'll have to try and dig that out um to show you. But that was the kind of thing I just thought, yeah, as you say, they get given them, run round to the blooming um mega store pick up a dolphin's mask and stick it on your face like ah oh. yeah I, I preferred the snooty on later on but yeah he did say in the in the presser afterwards that you know they were just out coached in certain places um uh, that i mean i had to stand up and applaud their two-point conversion i thought that was a brilliant play from them yeah like, yeah so, Fair play, like that was. But I even messaged my mate, the Dolphins fan, and it was like, "Hi, well done, like love it." That's the kind of thing I'd love to see us do. It was, I, I did enjoy that play, and even their, I felt a bit sorry for them that their, um, although I was cheering, obviously that didn't work, but their trick play for the um, fake punt, like, was genius as well. Like little bits like that, you could just tell that we were out coached on the day, and it just wasn't to be. Yeah, uh, I think Flores is showing um, that he can build a good squad. I think, uh, you know, get the play calling right. I, I think they're they're definitely on the right trage- trajectory, um, sort of moving forward. It's like the Bills, you know. I think both of those teams have kind of got the right people in the building now moving forward, which is a worry for us because, you know, we've had so many years of the two of them being well, woeful. And, and now it's kind of, it, it shifted some, I mean, the, we don't even have to mention the other team because they've always been woeful, but um, yeah, I, I think, um, I think they, they've definitely got potential moving forward. Um, my worry is that we, you know, are they going to get too far ahead that we can't kind of drag them back and, and, and sort of, claw our way in front of them again because it, it felt like we got outpatrioted at certain times to an extent there was i'm not saying it was their super bowl but it kind of felt like it was a mini super bowl for them you know with the, the way they were pulling out some of those plays that's the kind of thing that you you know like philly special almost mm. you know, keep that in the in the in the locker um and to be honest you know as a, as a football fan i like it when people pull out the unexpected because you know you're so used to you know third down fourth down punt third down fourth down punt third down fourth down field goal that when people do um you know trick plays and the unexpected that you see a lot more at the uh, collegiate level um you're, you're always kind of like oh oh and get really excited yeah, I, I agree because um, that's why I like those the two point conversion and the the fake punt and 
even um, later on in the day when the Rams were playing. I think it was the first their first drive that they were fourth and three from their own twenty nine or something. It came up as, and they kept the um, they kept Goff and the personnel on the field to go for it on their own 29-yard line. I was like, wow, this is a, a ballsy call. But if it comes off, then love it. I love to see um, stuff like that rather than just like, right, we're on our 29, it's fourth and three, so we better punt it and then we'll pick it up from there. Like, but the, um, I'm loving all the... Although it almost, I don't know, the analytics thing is, is why it's coming into play, but the, you know, the... Um, fourth and two from the opposition like three yard line or whatever it might be that's close to that then rather than going right we'll just take a field goal chip shot here we're going to go for it and try and get a touchdown because otherwise they start in their own two and they've got 98 yards to go or whatever it might be there seems to be quite a lot of that going on in the league just now and you're almost kind of thinking well should they just take away field goals altogether and we just go for touchdowns all the time that'd be a bit fun Weren't they doing something similar with the uh, AAFL? Um, I know they'd sort of changed up or it was X Oh, it yeah, that's right. Yeah, have... it was the AAF or whatever it was called. They they had, rather than a field goal, it was a um, a one, what was it? You could get one point, was it three points, four points or five points, depending on if you like that, took yeah. a... A chance you got one shot at it, whether it was the twenty, the twenty-five, or the thirty. And if you went from the thirty, you were getting the full bifta, and if not, you were taking like a bit of a pay cut sort of thing for want of a better expression. Yeah, I think you're right enough. It was something weird like that that they thought would jazz things up a bit. Yeah, and I mean, you need those other sort of organisations and and stuff to kind of almost beta test it for the NFL because otherwise they will never ever ever change the rules on it um, because you know it's been done a certain way for however long now mm. um, but yeah no I agree if I was a head coach I'd be doing that constantly what's the point like what, what is the point really in the grand scheme of things I would I would just kind of be a all out or nothing kind of guy I think yeah it was because it's I definitely, um, I definitely advocate such a thing. It's, it was fun. It's fun to watch just now when, as I say, teams are going for that sort of. They're close to the opposition um, goal line, and rather than just go right, we'll settle for three points here, get the field goal team out on the uh, on the pitch. Well, let, like sod it, let's go for it. Let's uh, let's see if we can get all six here, and then you know try and stamp our authority early on in the game. I thought it was. Um, I thought it's it's definitely a trend I'm enjoying, that's for sure. I was just um just as you were talking there, just having a look at the, the stats from yesterday and and I I know we've covered it already, but circling back ever so slightly that Cam actually had a better game um than Tua did, but he won't get the credit for it because we Hell lost. No. Yeah. He threw for um two hundred nine yards, which averaged at seven point seven per attempt out of his attempts, but um, two only managed 145 and an interception. And they almost, Cam had three sacks, two as two. And they are 
he actually had a better quarterback rating than um, um, you know Cam had a better one. Well, it's saying here that he didn't, but to me, I think he did based on those stats anyway. But yeah, I think I thought he had a better game, but the the defense special teams just showed up a bit better, I think, for. Um, Miami and obviously the rush that we've covered already. Like, if you take away that rush from yesterday, which was, was it 250 total rushing yards, like that's huge. Like, and in the grand scheme of things, it's absolutely massive. If you take that away, take away um, two hours rushing, because he, he managed two rushing touchdowns, which was the difference between him and Cam yesterday. You'd normally expect that from Cam. If you if you take that rush away from them, then it was a, such a closer game. And But yeah, I just wanted to point out that Cam won't get the credit for probably being the better quarterback yesterday because he ended up on the losing team. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that I think he does need to be commended because I, I do think, you know, hypothetically, if Jared Stidham had had, you know, something of a, you know, the different players, et cetera, but if they had a similar um, season, the amount of pressure that would be on Stidham's shoulders and Cam has shouldered it, accepted the blame, taken probably more blame than he deserves and, and you know, tried to, um, tried to, you know, take as much of it as he can rather than it going down and, and filtering through the team. Um, you know, I think you're right. I, I, I do think that a lot of it's going under the radar simply because the narrative is very much, oh, the Patriots lost Tom Brady. Oh, the Patriots are crap now. And, you know, I understand if I was any of the other 31 teams, I too would be rejoicing and being so hopeful that the evil empire was, you know, done with, you know, the Emperor, Darth Vader, have been defeated. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's the narrative because we've been a tyrannical reign on the NFL for however many years now. And, you know, it's it's kind of the the uh, the reverse of, of what a lot of people have, have experienced from us for a long time. So, you know, they're going to harp on about, you know, well, the run game was rubbish. The quarterback is rubbish. I... You know, I can agree with it to an extent. I, I do think there are holes. I don't think Cam is, is um, you know, 10 out of 10 by any means. But at the same time, you know, I I think he's been quietly doing his thing and quietly trying to improve. Um, and, you know, it goes back to our opening point. Give him some more time because I think you'll see the sort of fruit of that um, sort of, was it you reap what you sow, right? So, you know, let's just wait it out a bit more. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, as I say, I didn't want to go back on ourselves too much. I just wanted to point that out. That mm. um, I think he, although he, the offense and him struggled, uh, he did have a better game overall, but just won't get the credit for it, unfortunately. Um, the other thing... being a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the same as if you're the, the, the star striker or the top midfielder or whatever if you have a, a decent game but you end up on the losing side it counts for nothing ultimately doesn't it um, yeah. so it's it is what it is unfortunately but you know at least he's I like that he's fronting it and he's 
you know, take shoulder under responsibility as he's, he's not shying away uh, from it. No, he's quite happy to um to take it on the chin and on the shoulders and move on with it. But um another sad piece of news out from yesterday was Gilmore going out for the rest of the year. Um he's he's done. I don't know what's going on with his knee injury, but it seemed to be a non contact thing. I think he just seemed to turn and twist in in the turf as far as I could tell. Um which means he's done for the year, which is a bit crap because uh, he will be missed. Although you've got a adequate replacement in John Jones that came in yesterday, uh, he will be missed. That's for sure. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, I, I feel for him because I've, I've been there and done that as well. Um, yeah, I suppose the only plus side is that there's some rotation and someone else gets an opportunity. I don't know. I'm trying very hard to make it a positive <laughs> out of something quite horrible. Yeah. Well, speaking of positive and I think we'll end on a lighter note because we are in Christmas week this week. We are on the, the 21st of December as we record this. The, we're four, four sleeps out from Christmas. Um and we won't spin this in a COVID Christmas at all. So you can, <laughs> so I'm springing this one on you a little bit, but feel free to think back on years gone by or whatever. But what would, what is Christmas normally to you? In a footballing sense, I can only assume. Um, in a general sense, that's that. You know, for me, I'll start then. For me, yeah, it's, you, you do. It. It's generally like, you know. My brother does this weird thing where I think it's for a few years, about five or six years now that he started like, oh, we have Christmas lunch on Christmas Eve. So then we've got leftovers for Christmas Day and we just pick out and eat crisps and whatever. But then he has his mates around on Christmas because they do a similar thing. I'm like, hmm. And you're from the same family. Where has he got that from? Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I think so. I think it's something that maybe they used to do when she was little or something. Then he's kind of taking it on as a a thing to do. But it's for us and with my wife and and how we want to do our family stuff that we we're very much we will have Christmas dinner on Christmas Day and um, now because of my daughter we the the goalpost have shifted a little bit that you know Santa comes to the house. And then from there on, we can then decide if we're going to the in-laws or whatever sort of thing, or if people are coming here for um, Christmas Day and that, normally, obviously. Um, but yeah, now for us, uh, for me anyway, it's that kind of thing. It's um, all this past week or so, I've been re-watching all the diehards, I've been Home Alone's been on the telly, um, I've already watched them up at Christmas Carol as well. Like I go through all the, the great stuff. I've never been into, and I really want to, because um, I did one night I did start to watch um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation I thought it would be terrible but it was actually pretty decent until I fell asleep because it was so late I was watching it but I wanted to get into like, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation I wanted to get into I've never been a one for A Wonderful Life or Miracle on 34th Street and stuff that I think a lot of people um, are into Wizard of Oz is another favourite that I, would, mm. I like watching so for me it's all about, you know, coziness, even in the house, like putting three layers on, getting the onesie on, hot chocolates, um, 
that kind of thing, pigging out and Pringles and stuff and getting the Christmas movies on and just having a, and drinking and drinking and drinking as much as I can get away with and not be too hungover the following day for like <laughs> the two weeks of holidays. Well, it's three weeks this year. I've managed to get out of work, but normally it's like 10 days or two weeks. So yeah, that's it for me is mainly the Christmas movies. And uh, for my daughter now, it's, it's about gearing up for things towards her and watching her face light up when we go and see like you know, the other weekend we had an afternoon tea with Santa sort of thing and she she loved it so it's all about that but for me personally it's all get the old movies on the go and get a few drinks and cozy up and have a good time yeah yeah no I don't think we're too too far um, apart in that respect um, your your brother sounds um I don't know. I don't know what that is, if I'm honest. It sounds unnatural. <laughs> um, with all due respect to your brother, that just sounds unnatural to me. Um, yeah, no, it's pretty much the same sort of thing. Um, I don't think it will be the case this year, but, you know, you tend to dress up a little bit. I'm not saying I'm kind of, you know, sort of, when I was at my uh, parents' house, I would, you know, ah, see, I've put on a got... tuxedo. But... Yeah, no, see, in, in recent years especially, I've just never been into this whole thing. I know that there are families that are, and I think women especially like it, and they put on a sparkly dress and the heels That's and my mum to a T. I'm just like, what are you doing? You're walking around your house. Like... Oh, yeah, no, she wouldn't wear, she wouldn't, she wouldn't wear heels. She just puts on a, a, a Christmassy dress or something. And gets sure. the, the champagne out or Prosecco or whatever. I'm just like, what? You're walking around your house? I, oh, just, I, I'm just not one for dressing up and as in putting on nice fancy clothes that very often. For me, like putting on a pair of chinos and suede shoes is kind of my idea of dressing up. I'm not one. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, like, so that's That's mine as well. Uh, I mean, I've, I've I've worked the the corporate sort of side of things in the office, and I hated every second of wearing, you know, a full suit every single day, and the hassle that that is, and how uncomfortable. No, never going back to that. So, um, yeah, like I, I'm not I'm not saying that it was a Sorry, tuxedo, <laughs> but I would just wear a you know you you just might put on a, I suppose for me a. a, a check shirt and <laughs> that's about the only difference to me but um yeah it's, it's, it's more of the same really i mean i'm not the most christmasy person on on this planet there was a time when i probably was but not anymore um so i tend to only be really aware of christmas on like the 23rd that's when it kind of kicks in for me and then that's kind of like a binge of um classic star wars really that's that's my go-to no, i don't really care about die hard um just friends um ryan reynolds is my go-to christmas movie each and every year um and yeah this is just kind of chill out really um someone else does the cooking someone else puts it on the table i eat it i say thank you and then i uh, sit down and try not to pass out <laughs> <laughs> um what was what was that movie you said just friends um yeah the was it ryan reynolds did you say yeah i'm gonna have to have a go and look at that one i don't think i've, watched I've, I've that. been slagged off on twitter for saying that that was my christmas because i said it was better than elf but that's because it appeals to a certain like m- like my sense of humor and because 
there's like an emotional attachment to like me and my friends watching it at Christmas at a certain point. So, oh like, yeah, I remember this one. Now. It's just so stupid that it's like so funny to me. So yeah, is this the one? Is it? Um... He was really fat, fell in love with his like best friend. And a Faris plays that totally dumb blonde. Yeah. yeah. Like licks a lamppost and sticks to it kind of thing. And yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I, I yeah, can literally I, recite chunks from that film. <laughs> uh that's uh no, I do enjoy that one. I've it's not a go-to for me. I'm I'm a total diehard home alone every year, but um I will certainly be raking that one out in the next couple of days. <laughs> My my um, wife, she's more the Hallmark Christmas movie type person. Oh, that's interesting. I thought she would have been more on the Disney sort of spectrum of. No, she never grew up with with um, Disney. Actually, like it was never something that was in her household. Weirdly enough, because now I'm like, what? You've never seen Lion King? She's like, no, Disney wasn't our thing. I'm like, right, let's get this sorted out. We've got a daughter now. We we can rectify this. We we can like perform an intervention and get this whole Disney thing. So now she's like totally on board with Disney. We've got Disney plus in the house and everything's great. Um, but no, she's day to day. Like she is the pick the world world's worst Christmas movie that you would have seen like Ryan Reynolds in before you even knew who Ryan Reynolds was. Type yeah. idea. Um, total Hallmark Christmas movie. Um, Oh, I love you. Oh no, we're split up. Oh, we're back together happily yeah. ever after. Like that's her all over. That's like in the last couple of days on my prime has just been like, what are you watching exactly? Because like if I'm upstairs, because we've got a couple of fire sticks in the house, and then you know that thing will be like, it'll come up showing you what's been watched or whatever, and they're just like, Dad's Christmas or whatever. I'm like come down what are you watching she's just like oh shut up leave me alone (laughs) it's just like yeah the hallmark christmas movie type thing is the the way to describe it that she likes but she does also like the diehard in that as well yeah yeah no no that's that's fair enough i mean i can't say i'm a i'm a massive disney um fan by any means but um yeah it just tends to be something you associate with christmas i guess uh, apparently Christmas TV is rubbish this year, though. So from what I've heard, I've not actually looked. But it's... isn't it anyway? Yeah, uh, I guess. But apparently, it's particularly bad this year because they've made a lot less of new stuff. I think. It, I think that's the problem. There's not yeah. the same Christmas specials. I think they're BBC are rerunning the Gavin and Stacey one from last year because there's not anything new to put on TV, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, slightly going ahead of, or yeah, I suppose later on in, in is the um, those, you know, like when we reach the end of the year, at least here in in England, apparently part of English culture is putting slapping together a top ten, you know, I don't know, top fifty cheese. Oh, the, the list things. Yeah, they do these really like cringy like they get you know z z list celebrities they shove them in a room and then they tell them that like the the top 10 children's toy in 1970 was like you know a a meccano crane set (laughs) Uh and then asked them to comment on it 
in an account of da- I don't know. Oh, I forgot about this. I was actually speaking to someone about that not so long long ago. These terrible like comedians that you've never heard of that have appeared on, um, like have I got news for you once or something, and you're yeah. like, oh, let's run down the top fifty carry on films or something. You're like, yeah, what? No one cares. <laughs> like, um, yeah. No, my my point was just that what. Do you think there's going to be a lot of those? Uh, is it just going to be like a glorified Zoom call? Is that just how they're going to try and do them? Because those things are just an absolute bane. Like they are terrible, terrible TV shows, and there's just going to be nothing to count down this year. No, I, just as you as you're saying that, I just it popped into my head that as has become tradition in however many years they've been doing it now, you'll normally get the big fat quiz of the year coming on yeah that's true yeah um and what's that going to be like this year because it's it's the obvious domination of the obvious topic of conversation i'd imagine so yeah it's the um, big fat covid quiz of the year yeah like the i guess there's the american election there's brexit or whatever else i don't know but yeah that'll be spin that that that'll be coming on shortly as well. That's always another one. The other one I just remembered as well, which is always a Christmas thing since I was little, was the darts. I've d- when the darts is on, you know that it's officially Christmas. Mm, no, I'd, I'd rather just not watch darts. <laughs> it's weird because I'm not like I've always enjoyed darts, like being in old man pubs and stuff. I've always played darts, whatever. I don't really watch it. It's like golf. I don't watch the tour week to week. I'll watch like the British Open and whatever. Um, But it's the same with darts. I don't watch like the match play and whatever else. My dad will message me, oh, you're watching the darts, son? I'm like, no, I'm actually like watching some terrible movie or whatever. Um, But whenever um, the PDC starts, I think it's last Tuesday then you're just like yep that's it and then I never really watched the first week it's only from probably about now maybe the week between Christmas and year leading up into the the final because I've said to my dad like it'd be one of those bucket list things to do with him was go down to London for a weekend around you know get the new spend new year in London then go to Ali Pali or whatever and um do the darts thing because I think that'd be my dad would enjoy it because he's in his mid mid to late sixties now so um it's something I want to do with him if I can but yeah the darts is the other thing that always um it's it's Christmas time when the darts is on in my I house. Suppose my mine is uh, strictly come dancing not because I'm a avid watcher and lover of strictly come dancing. I am. It's my mum's favourite TV program and she literally will spend the other i don't know how long should we come dancing is on on the tv for it's like what two months three months uh, i don't know whatever yeah she, say it's two months she'll spend the other 10 months re-watching those two months <laughs> oh you think i'm joking <laughs> you you think i'm joking i'm not joking so she she'll re-watch like previous years um like they they have uh one of those virgin like um boxes with the like the hard drive in it oh the tivo box so, type thing 
yeah so my dad can't record anything because my mom won't <laughs> delete any of the previous like years and it's oh, kind of amazing. and she she won't get rid of the tivo box because she can't transfer the previous episode she's got recorded on it so it's like a weird standstill like they could have upgraded like four or five times since then but they won't because my mum has this box um but yeah strictly come dancing if i if i like hear all the da, 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 you know it's uh i'm kind of like oh christmas is must be must be around the corner <laughs> i'm actually a huge strictly fan it was myself that got the wife into it um oh really yeah <laughs> it started i i've watched bits and bobs up until i think it was maybe five or six years ago and then I was I was working on the rigs at the time and one of the guys goes, Ah, oh, Strictly's on. I was like and when you're on a rig for like three, four weeks, there's nothing else to do apart from watch football or watch a movie or something. Um so I was like, Yeah, we'll watch Strictly, that's cool. And honestly, like the oil rigs are a really weird one because you think you're like, Oh, these macho men, they're like you know, doing all this oil shit and everything. But then come seven o'clock onwards in the evening and then on a Saturday when at this time of year or just before this time of year when Strictly or something's on, honestly, you'll see like 30, well, yeah, normally you'll see 30 grown men like sitting watching Emmerdale and Coronation Street in EastEnders. And then also you'll see the See, see them sitting watching Strictly on a Saturday night. <laughs> it's 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 a bizarre thing, to, like take a, a screen capture of type of thing. But yeah, yeah, no, it kind of started from there because I've never been. I don't mind Bruce Forsyth, but I was never like a big fan. Like I didn't mind his game shows and stuff when I was little and stuff. But um, Bruce is um, play your cards right, everyone. Um, yeah, exactly. Absolute classic. Yeah, that I mean, I I enjoyed that, but I was never his biggest fan on Strictly. I just, I, but since, yeah, my mum was the same. My sadly, he passed, really and really Claudia Winkleman's come on and made it so much better, and she's so funny, and just but like deadpan sort of yeah, sarcastic yeah. sense of humor and stuff. Humor, yeah. yeah, it's really good the way she does it, and it's yeah, I'm a a big Strictly fan. So, um, but I'm not like I've I didn't know that that kind of type of super fan existed until i've just heard your story about your mum. <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it, a sickness um unfortunately <laughs> you know like i've moved out now so i don't i'm not exposed to it as much anymore just you know this christmas spare a thought for my uh for my father <laughs> yeah oh, <laughs> I mean, me. i've picked up all these terms now as well like pasadoble and hip action and Craig Revel Horwood, you know, even just the way the bloke says the, their names when it comes to, you know, judging dances. Like, mm. I, I've picked up far too much from it and just being in the same room and not watching it. But yeah, yeah, it's this, it's good family fun, right? Yeah, definitely. My, uh, my favorite is that drives my, my wife nuts is the Dave Arch wave. What's you know, that? The, the, the conductor. Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. He always looks uh, like a cardboard cutout. Yeah, <laughs> he, do, he, he does his little wave. <laughs> it drives my wife nuts. <laughs> yeah, that, what drives my mum nuts is people clapping. You know, like when they start clapping, when, um, you know, they're playing some slow song and then it's just like the, the audience start clapping in time if it's got like a beat. But okay. then 
odds are that the song tempo changes and for five minutes they'll still be clapping at the original <laughs> like slow tempo mm-hmm. and it drives her nuts every time she'll just sit there like why are they still clapping why are they clapping yeah it's this uh it's, it's it's a treat just to watch my mum watching Strictly Come Dancing if I'm honest. Absolute sort of the earth, that woman. I think your mum should be on Gogglebox by the sound of it. Yeah, just for that. Just for that, yeah. Uh, I would I would say um, do yourself a favour and just don't introduce her to Dancing with the Stars. Uh, she's not bothered about that. She tried it. Wasn't oh, did she? Yeah, Dancing on Ice didn't really sort of satisfy that um, sort of is the the dancing the dancing with the stars a weird one because Antonio Brown was on it years ago when he was like yeah because normally over in Britain it's all like you know Jason Bell was just on it but he's been out NFL for years and you get other retired sportsmen but it's not like yeah has beens that are in their forties and fifties or whatever not like twenty two year old Antonio Brown in the the prime of his career or whatever age he was like twenty six or something like oh it's the off season from the NFL what are you doing today Antonio I'm off to Dancing with the Stars because <laughs> right. um oh, who was it I think I want to say it was Ray Lewis but it, it maybe wasn't but there was someone and um, there was another NFL star done it this year. Can't remember who it was, because I did actually see it and go, "Ooh, that would might be interesting to watch." <laughs> but I'd, yeah. I've not ventured, I've not really ventured into Dancing with the Stars that much, apart from um, the odd glimpse here and there. Because did, didn't Nikki Bella actually win it? I think um, you would know more than me, I'm afraid. <laughs> I think she was definitely into the final. I think. If I- um, trying to remember if she actually won it or not. Who won? No, she didn't win. So I think she was into the final, though. But she did really well, as far as I, I can remember. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's. Um, I just wanted to end on a lighter note since uh, we're out the playoffs. We're lost to Miami, and we've only got a couple of weeks left of the our season in the NFL. Um, so and it's Christmas week, so we deserve a bit of fun and happy times and in this strange old world that has been so far this year. So yeah. yeah. Um I think we've rambled on enough anyway. Um so I think we'll just leave it there unless you've anything else to catch up on. No, no, I think um, I'm glad we finally covered um, Strictly Come Dancing. I've <laughs> tried for months to come up with a really subtle way to bring it up, but don't finally, be subtle, um, just, uh, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> All this time of trying to be subtle, it turned out you're a massive like fan. Yeah. Yep, every Saturday. And the, the Sunday's become a conundrum because the results show's on, but obviously NFL's on at the same time, so it becomes a bit of a Oh no! A bit of a thing that I've got to like, you know, stay off Twitter or whatever until I've seen the results show, so I know who's gone out. Because nothing interrupts my NFL Sundays. Not even strictly come dancing. Not even strictly come dancing. So in that revelation, <laughs> um, we will end it there. Apologies, we didn't get. I was meant to say it at the start of the show. Apologies, we didn't get a um, preview episode out last week. It was just again, it's one of those things. Um, 
we do it as a hobby, we do it as a, a love and a passion for podcasting, but at the same time, life gets in the way sometimes, and that's the breaks in life, I'm afraid. So apologies if you're waiting for that coming, dropping into your inbox or whatever you call your podcatcher uh, interface. Um, we do try and do as much as possible, but sometimes it doesn't work out. So anyway, um, yeah, sorry for that. But if you do want to interact with us, um, catch us on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Pat's Chat UK. If you want to come chat to myself about Strictly Come Dancing and not on the Pat's Chat account because Jake will get bored, um, come and speak to me at Matt Inkster. And if you want to noise him up and wind him up, catch him at Jake Paul Design. Go chat Strictly over there to him as well. <laughs> um, rate review and subscribe as always folks nflscotland.com you'll find uh, my written work uh, my latest article was about Brian Flores and um, the wonders that they have to look forward to under his stewardship um, so go check that out if, you, if you're really that bored and don't want to stick pins in your eyes you can read that for a um and let me know any feedback if you want as well. So it's nflscotland.com and catch the NFL Scotland um, podcast as well. And yeah, that is it for our pre-Christmas show. And enjoy your festivities, folks. Enjoy as much drink as you can handle if you're a boozer. If not, you know, stuff your face full of food and fizzy pop and, and the like as well. And, and we'll probably be in your ears between now and the new year so we'll keep the the happy new year's till next time so until then folks we'll speak soon see you later